0: Welcome to Your Empowered Evolution, a podcast dedicated to women in midlife. I'm your host, Stephanie Mitchell. My hope is to help change the narrative around transitions we experience in our 40s and 50s. Perimenopause and menopause don't have to be a total pain. We may encounter challenges from time to time, but we can create our best lives by understanding the changes we are experiencing by putting a variety of practices into place. Let's choose to stay strong, to be mindful, and to live our most feisty life. You deserve it. Let's go, ladies. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to your Empowered Evolution. I've taken a couple weeks off. I got COVID for the second time, and then we had a little family vacation. So I'm happy to be back. I'm sharing with you an interview with a wonderful guest today. Her name is Dr. Maria Luque. I found her through another podcast that I listened to, and She is also a personal trainer who does work with women in menopause, and she has researched menopause and has her doctorate in menopause studies. Um, She is just a wonderful resource, a ray of sunshine. I enjoyed this conversation very much with her as we talked about body image in midlife and through menopause. Uh, She gives us some great strategies today. So let me tell you a little bit about her before we get started. Dr. Luque is a fitness expert, a health science professor, menopause nerd, which just took my heart right away. And she's also a busy mother. She loves to share knowledge and help women lead healthier, happier lives. She's the creator of Fitness and Menopause, a company dedicated to helping women navigate the challenges and rewards of menopause. She currently holds both graduate and postgraduate degrees in health sciences and certifications as Certified Health Education Specialist, an ACE certified personal trainer, an ACE fitness nutrition specialist. In her fitness and menopause masterclass, she helps women find the fun in movement during menopause. And her course, Menopausal Fitness, Training the Menopausal Client, is a NASM and AFA and ACE accredited continuing education course for fitness professionals. I took this myself. If you happen to be a trainer or fitness professional who needs accreditation uh, or some continuing education, this is a great class. She teaches at the College of Health and Human Services at Trident University International and is a freelance writer for fitness publications. You can reach her on Instagram at Dr. Maria Luque and Facebook at Fitness and Menopause. Her website is also www.fitnessandmenopause.com. Thanks for being here today. I hope you enjoy the conversation as much as I do. Well, hello, Dr. Maria Luque. I am so delighted you're here today. Thanks for joining your Empowered Evolution. How are you today?
1: I am great. I'm always excited to be and sharing information. So I'm so thankful that you're having me on today.
0: Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Um, First of all, in your bio, I noticed that you're a veteran. So I first wanted to say thanks for your service. Um, We certainly appreciate you. That's pretty badass and awesome. Um, But for our listeners, um, Dr. Luque is a fitness expert, a professor a speaker and writer, and she loves to research menopause. I learned about her on another podcast that I listened to and reached out to her pretty soon after I heard her and just had to have her on here because she's, she's got wonderful topics that she talks about. She offers a variety of programs, but today we're here to talk about body image in midlife and menopause. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, Maria, before we get started.
1: Hi. Well, I am a native of Germany. I ended up in the states and uh, joined the military. Got really found my love for for helping other people and fitness in the military. And then when I got out, I really I just went. You know, I went to college, I finished my PhD, and that's really where menopause kind of took over for me because I did a research study uh, about menopause because I saw everyone around me going through it. I'm like, there's gotta be stuff we can do that aren't like, you know, that isn't like a replacement of sort, but physical activity. So I was trying to merge my intellectual being with my physical love, like physical activity love. And, you know, for 10 years, it's what I've been doing. So just kind of uh, diving into menopause. And now I'm perimenopausal myself (laughs) right in the middle of it. So I'm glad that I had all this knowledge before I entered. Yeah.
0: How long have you been experiencing symptoms?
1: probably for about a year, maybe a year and a half. Okay. And for me, it was, uh, anxiety was my first symptom. Oh, wow. Um, I still had, um still to regular periods, which is no longer the case. Um, right. but it, yeah, that was it. And I have to say, and this kind of like, it was really like a wake up for me because, you know, I know menopause, right. I've been teaching it. I've been talking about it. Yeah. And the anxiety still took me by surprise because it was just like what is what's happening? Because it was yeah. almost paralyzing at times. Yes. And uh, I've never really suffered from anxiety before, or depression, or any kind of mood disorder. So it yeah. it really. And then I thought, well, I'm right in that, probably menopause.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, it's it's that, been a yeah. tricky couple years. I started. I started to notice changes. Ironically, it coincided with about the third month of the shutdown. So it was uh, May of 2020. And it seemed as if overnight, my body went from being what I felt very comfortable in to a body that I am no longer comfortable in. And it doesn't matter what I do, I can't be comfortable in it. Um, And it's interesting. I grew up a dancer and I will tell the listeners, I will tell you, I've always had body image issues. um, And menopause has exacerbated that for me. And I'm still a perimenopausal. I was having a period they were very irregular but very heavy and very long when I have them and luckily my doctor um we just came up with a plan so they're they're not as frequent anymore and they're much lighter so I'm glad that that's happening but um I just just to share with the listener I've had body image issues I grew up a dancer and we always had to be a certain way look a certain way um and then I have been in the fitness industry my entire adult life um and I've always been very I've always wanted to have a certain look or be a certain way and then I feel like I finally kind of achieved that a couple of years ago and then I had it for like a brief hot second and then it went away <laughs> and I'm like my I have like this spare tire thing going on it's just like wow and and honestly I just don't even feel comfortable and it's hard because I know the message that I try to share with my clients and my friends, it's like, we should just love ourselves the way we are. And, you know, if we take care of ourselves, you know, the good health and we'll be happy and when we'll, you know, eventually get and feel good about ourselves. But I know for myself, I'm not experiencing that. So I feel like I'm living a lie. (laughs) So share with us your wisdom. I know you can, and I know
1: you have it. So, well, I, I I can share I hope I can share some strategies, yeah. but when you, when you, um, uh, describe is, is happened so often, right? Most everyone that I've worked with and I continue to work with, that is the main issue that comes up of just, I just don't recognize myself. I don't feel the way I look. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like that. Yeah. I look in the mirror and I just don't see what I like. It's not, that is not who I am. Yeah. And so there's often a the disconnect and even women that haven't had body image issues tend to get them during menopause because there is a big shift in how your body is composed and that happens for a large number of women not everyone yeah. obviously but a large number and it's always that belly fat right yeah so that, that tends to be the biggest um issue and I I mean it's the same I I feel like I've always been pretty good I've always had body image issues until I had my daughter and for me something switched then seven seven years ago so I had a yeah. daughter late in life. And that for me changed my own uh, uh, conversation in my head, right? Where before I was just like being really hard on myself. And like you said, as a fitness professional, I wrote a piece in a a journal on body image issues and fitness professionals in the fitness industry because there's another layer on top of it, right? Because we're supposed to be the example and we're supposed to look a certain way, Right. right? And what that certain way is, is usually... Very little body fat, (laughs) not too muscular, but you should look fit. Right. Um, And so it it, it adds a layer to it. Now we're going through menopause. We have the same changes as, you know, most other women that go through it. Right. But then there's that additional, like what you were saying, I feel like I'm telling my clients all these things that they should be doing. And, (laughs) but I don't feel like I feel what I'm telling them to do. Right. And so I, I think one of the biggest, Strategies and and I've mentioned this before. Um, is that we have to be honest yeah in saying that this isn't an easy thing. Right. This isn't something that you just wake up and say, "Well, I'm going to love my body tomorrow," and tomorrow is body positive. You know. Yeah. And we have there's a, the the body positive movement has turned, in my opinion, slightly toxic. Mm-hmm. because it it gives the illusion that you have a choice to just love yourself. Right. Um, And given that we do have a choice, but that choice isn't something like, am I going to eat spaghetti today or uh, a chicken sandwich? Like mm-hmm. it's not that clear, right? It mm-hmm. is. You can make a conscious effort every day to work on eliminating maybe some and this is another strategy but it's, it, what i'm saying is we especially as fitness professionals um, and health professionals laying the ground to say this is a difficult task yeah this doesn't happen overnight this right. will take while and it yeah. will probably always be something that you manage i always say i manage my body image issues Ooh, I'm i have like not cured that. Yeah, you know, I'm not cured. I don't think there is a cure. I think you get better at it. Mm -hmm. But we also have bad days. So what do we do? So my focus has always been to um, help women have strategies on how to um, on how to be ready for the days when we feel crappy about ourselves
0: oh i love this please share please share (laughs) well i think this is going to be my new mantra whatever you say (laughs) well
1: it is though right it's just it's the same as well for instance one of the things that i i teach is and and where you have to go into uh some self-work it does take work to identify triggers Mm -hmm. what are some things that make you feel bad about yourself um so this could be every time you look in the mirror or when you work out in the mirror. So a lot of times I'll work out with people like when I work out with my clients, um, first of all, I don't have any mirrors in my space. Okay. Um, cause it's not, I will be your mirror. I will tell you if you're doing something wrong. Right. Yeah. Um, given that sometimes it can be essential for cues and just, but I want people to be more aware of how they feel in their body when they do exercises, rather than being so focused on the mirror that or the image that comes back because I mean, I'm sure you have experienced it when I tell people to do jumping checks or something jumpy, it's usually there's a comment of like, oh, I see everything like flabbing around. I can feel <laughs> it, right? You don't need that. No, so you don't. So maybe if you know that mirrors are triggers, um, I would just avoid them. There's no reason that you need to there's there's this um this it's like like almost like philosophy that some people have that say you should face that fear and just kind of like stand in front of the mirror naked and just take it all in and embrace it right but I personally don't I think no. that's that dumb because <laughs> it's a trigger. I mean you're not I don't yeah. so I just unless you need to look in the mirror right um, there's I don't see a reason why you need to like because we all look for something to nitpick right 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 so it's like you're you're looking at self-sabotaging. I'm just gonna take a look at this just to make sure. And then, you know, that you're looking for something, it's right? Like want that negative feedback to justify how you feel. Another one is if you know that you're around people that are going to make you feel bad or that constantly mm-hmm. are talking about diets or yes, uh, make comments about other people or themselves, because we know there's a lot of self-deprecation going on. Right. And if that is triggering and then I always suggest you need to have those open conversations with those individuals to say, look, every time that you, uh, that we meet, I walk away feeling crappy because yeah. you're always constantly talking about uh, how someone looks, how that is, like, you know, like that fit, like that body image stuff and just having those conversations. And obviously, a lot of times when you have those conversations, the other person will respect that. Right. And if they do down, then they're really not. Good
0: friends, right. Good <laughs> no, I will say it's interesting. Um I, there is a lot of that conversation around where I live. People are I mean, it, it's not like it's a serious conversation. Just there's a lot of that self- deprecating humor like, oh, and and we're making fun of the fact that we are in midlife and our bodies have changed. I would love to get through a night out with girlfriends or anything to where that doesn't come up. and i'm I blame myself. I mean, I really do because I will make fun of myself before I think someone's gonna. Be thinking like, well, what the hell happened to you, Steph?
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> maybe you shouldn't have that cookie or that extra glass
1: of yeah. wine.
0: Yeah. But so I do that. But I think I just for myself need to be aware that I don't want to have that conversation. There are many more other interesting things to talk about than weight gain in midlife. <laughs>
1: yeah, it is. But and and I think when you become that person, I think I'm I'm becoming that annoying person that when someone says I'm like. And and you probably know this as a fitness pro, people sometimes have the need to justify when they eat something right. like what they deem bad in front yeah. of you. And they need to say, well, you know, I've worked out this morning already, so I earned this cookie. Right. Yeah. And then I'm that person. I'm like, you don't need to earn a cookie. If you want to have a cookie, just <laughs> eat the cookie. Right? right. It's
0: just
1: 100%. So people start are stopping to mention anything because I'm always like, there's no reason for you to justify or. Um, to to feel like you have to earn something or have to work something off.
0: Exactly. So, just so eat that, what you will.
1: Yeah, and but I think it's uncomfortable to almost like combat someone on it or ask them why they feel they have to justify it. Yeah. But I like to have those those open ended like conversations to say I just want you to think about it. Yeah. Like, just go ahead and think about that. But and so I, I think that from a strategy perspective, so the triggers are really important. I think you cannot manage body image unless you actually sit down and think about what is it, when do you feel bad about yourself? Because some people feel a larger amount of time bad, but there's still some time that is a good body image day or good body image hour. And it's, it's a matter of shifting that scale to have more good days and less bad days but that takes a little bit of adjusting right and it takes time and it takes effort and every day you have to make an effort to say when those thoughts come in to say no i'm today i'm not it's not what i'm gonna do oh i love Um, it you know i have and i was mentioning my daughter for me um i call this the charlie test because my daughter's name is charlie but um i if, if ever I come up with something in my head about myself and I say, would, would you say this to her? Like, uh-huh. would you want her to hear this? What you're actually about to, uh, that you're thinking, cause I'm, I'm right. very good at not ex- actually saying it. <laughs> and, and then when she says things such as, you know, it's, it's hard to have conversations that aren't physical, like in a physical body kind right. of thing. So when, when she is getting bigger or heavier um, I don't want to say, well, you're getting so heavy. Yeah. You know so i now i say but you're getting so strong like it's right. those small things where i'm i'm trying to already for her yes change the wording around things yes. and i think that these are things that apply to adults as well like we need to reframe and reword things that are um from a physical perspective right, right. so you can like let's focus on how strong you are i mean yes. your body's pretty amazing yeah so focusing does. And
0: And I will say, I do that with my clients. I'm like, um, the three things I try to work on is helping my clients to become stronger, more mindful about what they do day to day, as well as living their most feisty life. So being able to do the things they want and need to do with ease and courage and things like that. So that's kind of how I try to frame my clients and the people that I work with is just like, let's focus on the strength. Let, you know, when they come to me and they're like, well, I'm frustrated. And what I really like, and I haven't um I didn't mention this earlier, but I just took your class or that online training where I learned, you know, the different types of workouts to program depending upon where your client is. I mean, I have obviously a background as a personal trainer, but you just gave me some great insight to be able to help others in a little bit more specific way. So I was very grateful for that, but it'll be nice to take that with them or to take that information and apply that to my clients as well. So yeah, I that, really got a lot from that.
1: I'm, I'm so thankful that you're saying that, um, because it is, it's, um, I think in, in menopause and during the transition, we have to be a lot more flexible. Yeah. Um, just like our symptoms change, right? Mm -hmm. Like I had a a really bad anxiety that is no longer, I still have small periods, but not nothing like it used to be. And then I had the hot flashes and Mm -hmm. then they kind of went away, but now they're coming back. So it's, it's this Mm -hmm. weird, you know, and everybody, I feel like has that like roller coaster of, of symptoms that they might be going through. its it, what is it going to be today? Yeah. And, uh, physical activity can be a big component on how to manage. And that, that is something that I truly believe in, but I do also believe that we can't just say, uh, you should be heavy lifting every day and you should be that, you know, just kind of push through these things. I'm a, I love heavy lifting. I'm a a resistance training lover. Couldn't live without it. But I also have to, I try to teach my clients to be to take every day as its own. Yes. And unless you're, you know, you're training for something very specific, which you have to do that progression is what, if you didn't sleep all last night because of insomnia, you're not going to get up in the morning and do a heavy lifting day, but maybe today's a yoga day or maybe today's a meditation day. So it's that kind of taking those days every day as a Mm -hmm. judgment free, as I always say, start the day judgment free, whatever Mm -hmm. happened yesterday happened yesterday, just kind of check in with your body. Yes, Where are you at? How did you, how did the night go or, and then adjust your training based on what you need today and i think when we're kinder to ourselves that way Mm -hmm. things become a lot less stressful which is what we want to do during menopause we want less stress
0: we really do want less stress and a whole lot more kindness um i wanted to circle back so we had talked about two triggers one was maybe the people we surround ourselves with and the other was Uh, looking at mirrors, you know, if looking at mirrors is a trigger, maybe just don't look at the mirror as much. Is there anything else in your research or practice that you've noticed that are triggers for women our age?
1: Yes. um, I think that, uh, well, what some things that can help for sure is outdoor workouts, like Mm. just being outside and uh, focusing on that 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 can help just from a mood perspective right it changes how you feel I mean I live in Austin so it's very hard to get outside (laughs) in the middle of the day but Mm. we get out in the morning or in the very late in the evening but uh that can help a lot also one of the big triggers is your relationship with food as well which is another big I mean when you're opening a can of worms that's a big can of worms (laughs) Uh, but there's in the in the in the literature, there's plenty of correlation between body image issues and eating disorders. Okay. So people that one goes with the other, it's like the chicken or the egg, which comes first, right. no one really knows, but body image issues tend to make women restrict food, like, mm-hmm. or at least ponder upon it, right? right? I've never had this belly fat. So what? Uh, maybe if I eat less, or maybe if I've follow i mean how many diets have you seen and how many scams that currently are right. geared at menopause women because everyone's on the menopause train and everyone's an expert and everyone has something to sell seriously, you
0: seriously has it not just like exploded in the last couple of years
1: oh it's oh yes david they, they figured out that it you know that's a demographic i've been doing this since before before it became sexy okay i've been doing right. this for a really long time yeah but it well, is.
0: and i will tell you the the where I learned, first started thinking about it in respect to the work that I do and the women that I serve is through Dr. Stacey Sims. Yeah. Uh, when I first read her book, Roar, and she had a chapter on it, I was like, well, holy shit, like, here we go. Yeah. And I was like, well, this is who I'm gonna work with. And, and, and it wasn't talked about, I think that was like 2019. It yeah. didn't seem to me, I wasn't as much aware. Now it seems like that's the only thing in my feed on social media but it didn't seem to be this. And I'm glad that more people are aware of it and getting education. But the fact that all these people are all of a sudden experts, and I don't claim to be an expert. I, I say physical fitness is something that can help us during this time. Practicing mindfulness and meditation can help us. It's not a cure, but it can help aid in making this transition. Maybe it won't be so bad for you if you practice these things, but it's not gonna you know, be the end all. But I don't yeah.
1: know. I actually feel that... Um... I call myself a menopause nerd, although I—I I love that. I do feel like I'm an ex fairly. I have a good expertise in it. You
0: researched I, it for a long time. I'm going to go ahead with you're an expert. Yeah,
1: but I think that because it is, I don't I use it on purpose. That yeah. word, um, because a lot of times now people call themselves that, and they have no, no, mm-hmm. no education, no expertise, never worked yeah. with it. But it is a strong word, right? So it's being yeah. used a lot. So, it, but those are the things. That's another trigger: social media. You yeah. in your feet. So if you're seeing things pop up that either promise you results that you know are not, it's impossible to reach. Right. And first of all, anyone that promises your results is already lying. Yeah. <laughs> because so you, you can't, unless it's a plastic surgeon that can guarantee they're going to cut off as much. Right. <laughs> as I, can, I can tell you how much you're going to lose. But the, the promises, that doesn't. I also I believe 30, ba- 30 day money back guarantees are it's a it's an insurance of right. sort to make you believe that there's something behind it. I don't believe in it. I've never done it. I don't mm. guarantee anything with my courses. I guarantee that you're gonna have fun. Yeah, and you're gonna learn something. Yeah, um, that is a, something I can guarantee. But I don't know what you are going to do with that knowledge. I don't know how much work you're gonna put into it. Right. So when people do that, those are kind of like things that I say. If you see that, I get sent things to me all the time about what do you think about this. I said if. First off, it's bold letters and it's telling you that it's in four weeks. I'm guaranteeing this just block that. Yes. We <laughs> have to do that. So that's a big trigger, right? When you're yeah. scrolling through your feet uh, and there's someone that pops up that sounds really convincing. Yeah. You are because a lot of it's, it's preying on desperation sometimes right. because a lot of women You know, we're in this situation where we we see changes that we don't want and we have tried it all. We have. It's um, the amount of people that reach out to me saying, I have everything stopped. Like everything that I've done in the past doesn't work anymore. What can I do? And then you take a deep breath first, just take a really good deep breath and then let's dig into what we can do. But it is then, you know, they see this thing. I said, maybe I could try it. It's only a hundred dollars or how bad can it be? And maybe, maybe I get to right. lose some weight. And I have to tell you, as you know, I've, i I'm, I'm about to launch a second cohort of my masterclass. And then the first masterclass, and it's not a weight loss program. And I make it right. very clear, this is not right. what it is. It's not a physical activity program. It, it, but through the discovery and through the weeks that we worked together, one of my, my students said, You know, Maria, one of the biggest things that I currently like now had had to admit to myself and discover during the course is that I was still somehow secretly hoping that I would lose weight Mm. on this program, even Mm. though you've told me a million times that that's not the goal. And so these are the things that we have to confront. We have to be honest with ourselves. And so that's where the work comes in. And it's the strategy that comes into play. Right. Right. Um, And so those are long story. See, I'm very passionate. So I tend to talk a lot. (laughs)
0: Oh, I love it. Keep going because you've got great stuff to share. Tell us about the class that you have coming up. I know um, in the show notes, I'll give a link to it. I think you've come up with a nice code for our listeners, but tell us what you do offer.
1: Well, I do. So my masterclass was designed really, you can get a fitness program anywhere. And my focus has really changed from just like prescribing exercise to helping women come be a part of the figuring out what will work for them. So a lot of this is um, I have a workbook and we go through a lot of exercise Mm -hmm. and there's weekly group calls with a group of women. And what I want to do is for you to take account of what you already know. You have a lot of knowledge within you that you're not willing to share, which is either how many diets have we already been on? We don't really talk about diets in the, it's not weight loss. We don't talk about weight loss or diets in the program. But those things where you, you know, how many diets have we been on in our, we're all in our late forties here. Yeah. How many fitness crazes have we tried? Right. How many, you know, it's those take account of that. And on the along the way, what did you like about them? What did you not like about them? What did you like that you're no longer doing and why are you not doing it anymore? So it's a lot of taking account of things that you already know. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of questions that will make you think and 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 make you be honest with yourself so i i always like to tell women that are considering to take my class for you will have fun sec but secondly you will have to put in work and if you're ready to put in some work to do actually something that will make a change a true change right then this is the class for you because you will walk away with a better understanding of what your relationship with um exercises. So I tried yeah. to take a lot of, um, I, I'm a college professor as well, and I've t- taught behavior ther- theory and stuff. So I'm trying to,
0: that's think, awesome.
1: You know, I took a lot of just how do we change our mindset around it? So that's what it is. And along the way, I will share a lot of physical activity tips and what you, a little bit of what you took in my class yeah. for fitness pros. So it's like, maybe if you're having hot flashes, this might be something to consider. Right. So, but, um, I want women to be part of the solution, right? Not for me to be the one that says, "Well, you should do four of this and ten of that and another twenty of that," because there's plenty of other people to do that, and there's pen- plenty of great trainers out there. Yeah, um, it's just not what I specialize in. So I love it. Yeah.
0: I love it. Well, this has been wonderful. Anything else you want to share with us before we wrap up our time? I
1: the the biggest tip that I always try to people. for for women to focus on is to find joy,
0: Mm.
1: whatever that is. Uh, And I know that sounds really cliche, but if you Mm. find whatever you love about certain movements, you're going to want to do it instead of like forcing yourself to do it. And when it comes to belly fat, which is the biggest part of the body image equation is you have to know that there is a reason for it. It right. isn't because you're lazy. It isn't because you're eating too much. It isn't because uh, you know you need to do more or eat less. Or it is because your body's going through a, 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 pretty much a reboot. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're taking an essential hormone away that has a lot of things that it does, and now your body's recalibrating and trying to figure out how to do it without or like with less of it. So that belly fat, there's a reason for it. It's that cortisol, right? The imbalance that we're creating it will even out eventually. And there's some yeah. strategies we can do, but the worst thing you can do about it is stress out over it. Seriously. Yeah. It's want- the stress hormone. So <laughs> you're literally feeding it when you stress out about it. Yes. Oh my gosh. So Dr. it's Lucky- almost like you want to take that into account 100%. and percent. Oh, 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 the more I stress over it, the more I actually cause it to be there. And so it's a self-fulfilling prophecy almost. So when we go into the gym or when we go and do a workout or whatever it is to Zumba class or whatever the movement is that you want to do, like really focus on like the feeling that you get from Mm -hmm. it and and how powerful it feels to become stronger and to be able to do things you weren't able to do before. And then your mindset will change around how you look at yourself.
0: Oh, that is wonderful. That is a great piece of advice to share with everybody. Just finding the joy in the movement. Thank you so much. Tell us where we can find you.
1: Uh, On my website, well, on social, all the social media channels uh, at drmarialuque at on Instagram and my website and my email is the best way. I am a very I like to have contact with people directly because that way I can be there. Social media is something I'm still getting used to. Yeah, me too. (laughs) My email, I'm sure you will share it. Uh, Feel free to email me. I really am pretty good at responding. I don't ignore people. And uh, my website's at fitnessinmenopause.com. And for your listeners, I am giving a $50 off my masterclass. It will start in September and the code is Y-E-E. And so hopefully some people will join me. And if you have any questions, again, please reach out. I love, I'm very passionate about this topic. So I love to share knowledge.
0: Well, I am just so grateful we got to be together today. Um, Thanks for being here. And I hope one day you'll come back. I think you're just one of the coolest chicks. I love your social media. (laughs) And I know I've had the privilege of emailing with you and taking a class already with you. And so to any listener out there, to take one of Dr. Luque's classes is truly, really a gift. And so definitely check it out uh, beginning this September. So thanks again so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Your Empowered Evolution. It's been a pleasure to be with you today. If you ever wanted to reach out, feel free to email me at stephanie at com. You can also DM me on Instagram at Fitness. I'd love to stay connected. I hope you have a wonderful week. Thanks again for listening.